People building the health and well-being of rural communities right around Australia. I'm Claire from the National Rural Health Alliance, together with Gabriel, our CEO and passionate advocate. Thanks, Claire. So we thought it'd be really good to share the backstory of Build 'Em Up and how it came about. Well, to do that, we sort of need to look back over the year that was 2020. The global pandemic hits the world, and for rural Australia, that's on the back of years of crippling drought and horrific and too often tragic bushfires and floods. It has been a really tough world in which to survive. And that's where Build 'em Up has helped. If you caught the intro music to our podcast, it's a country music song by Toowoomba songwriter, performer, music producer and film director, Drosh Arnold. And this is a song crafted in collaboration, straight from the hearts of many rural people around the country. Build Em Up, it's a song of courage, survival and shared hope for the rural sector in the face of extreme conditions, a tough part of life on the land and in remote communities. So let's welcome Josh Arnold to share his journey of using music to keep the spark of hope alive in rural Australia. So Josh... Hello, ladies. We share a big hi. <laughs> uh, we share a big goal with you of connecting with rural and remote people across the country, and using uplifting stories that help strengthen the health, resilience, and well-being of rural communities. You do this with your guitar every day. So, first of all, tell us about your musical journey as a country boy from Tara in Western Queensland. Yeah, well, um, just the journey itself from Tara is, is probably interesting enough because Tara is uh, the, a town, no matter who I tell them from Tara, um, they, the, I generally get a strange response um, and they don't really care that it's my hometown, that I love it passionately, but they just roll their eyes or say, oh, you poor bugger. Um, and <laughs> I've got to just deal with that. Um, but that's okay because as you get older, you go, well, that's fine. You know, I'm, I know who I am and where I'm from. And, um, and, and so, it, yeah, we always had tough not. Uh, hard knock there you know and always got a bad rap um and yeah and it's and it's sort of really tough still place to live now and but you know we're the toughest footy team on the western downs um so if we didn't win we'd certainly um leave the other boys going home sore um which was which we we're very proud of but um look and so then- what code was that that was oh, the only code, Rugby League, of course. Rugby League. Oh. <laughs> Sorry for all the Southerners. <laughs> um, that was all we knew, a footy. That was footy. There were, there were actually no round balls or any other AFL or soccer balls. It was, that was the only footy that there was in the 80s growing so, up. So when did you pick up a guitar then if you went from the football field? Okay, so I got really long and lanky in my teenage years and um, to the point where I was probably going to snap in two if I kept playing in the forwards. So um, I de- so I learnt guitar. Um, there was a couple of boys at school that played um, backstage at the s- school musical at Tara, where I had uh, some singing parts. Um, and so that was, I guess, my first performance um, at a school musical there. And then um, I learned a few chords. Dad taught me a few chords as well. He played guitar. And, um, and really from sort of 14, 15, that became my whole world, my life's passion. I wrote my first song. I think even before I was 16, and then I realised songwriting was even more of a passion than than anything else. So I'm not going to ask you how old you are now, but um, 
How did Build Em Up come about? Um, and can you tell us what that song means for you? Because you wrote that quite recently, didn't you? So I, I write with students in schools and collaborate with kids in a classroom or locals from a community. And we, we're in a room often and we go back and forth with ideas and I fill a whiteboard up with ideas and together we write a song. So uh, we thought, uh, what a great way to do this through, with the National Health Alliance, um, write a song via Facebook um, and emails and just get people's ideas from across the country. Um, and their ideas about, um, I guess, mental health, resilience, uh, having been through yeah, bushfire and drought, uh, COVID was just another, another thing. And, and I was at the time also, I was going through a period where I had three months of work just cancelled. So I was in um, a really sort of tough spot as well. Um, so for me to engage in a project at that time, look, financially it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really, it wasn't about that. It wasn't a lot. It was just more about me being able to start creating, keep creating because that's, you know, you've sort of, you're not, don't just get your livelihood taken from you sometimes with the p- pandemic, you get your, uh, you know, your soul a bit because if, if you what you love is what you do is what you love um and that's taken from you um it's it's a terrible thing so we started writing this song and funny enough there's a little town called the gums just down the road from tar and i got all these amazing ideas from people um but there was one lady who reached out to me sandy white who owns the gum store which is only 30 kilometers from tar and and it wasn't just she was from tara her story just reached out to me and and i don't know whether it was a local connection but but um, she just poured her heart out and said, look, she had family members who were, um, who were at risk and she was really in fear. And this is before in the early days when everyone was scared. But she said she kept the door open because through the years, her shop hadn't just been a place where people could buy supplies and their milk, bread, petrol. It was also a place where people would come in and, and farmers would, she'd be a shoulder to cry on. You know, she's had a grown man come in and, and burst into tears because he just put down, you know, um, 40 had a stock on the weekend um, through the drought. And, and so she felt that her role was to build people up in the community. And that little phrase hit me. And I thought that just, um, so I'm getting goosebumps talking about it, but it was just a beautiful way to put it. And so simple, you know, songwriting, I always look for the simplicity and, and that beautiful message and, and build them up just, just worked. And I think that was a great message because I think there's Sandys all over the country, um, whether they own shops, whether, um, they're people in the community. They could be um, someone in the education. They could be someone in the local uh, medical service. So they could be, um, you know, police or just the baker. You know, any anybody. Um, you know, there's those people that really um, lift lift people up and keep people's spirits up through their um, good Aussie sense of humour or or just being a great set of ears. You know. Yeah, it's an interesting you say that because it's. It's not always um, health professionals that help people with, um, you know, mental health issues. It can be just your, as you say, the, you know, the baker, the policeman, the teacher. Everyone can be involved in assisting people with mental health issues. Absolutely. I think think the town larrikin, you know, is is often a good one. I just think of that, you know, that good Aussie sense of humour and and how far that can... um, can go in a community and um but then that takes them back obviously to the purpose behind this was music and getting people involved with music because obviously that was the start of the story with sandy but we got lots of different lines and uh from different people which happened to just sort of slot in like a jigsaw really nicely yeah i guess um just thinking more broadly about that 
like your passion for small town culture and supporting rural villages, towns and regions is really powerful. So I'm just going back to thinking about young people. How important is it for you to to work with young Australians to talk about their mental health? You know, I don't I don't talk about mental mental health so much in, in when I in my travels. Obviously there was a sort of we, we sort of broached it very sort of carefully with this song and not to be, we weren't too specific. Um, I, I feel like with young Australians, it's more uh, the idea that they feel, I help, I, I feel like my projects help build pride in the, in the community and the kids feel pride and where they're, where they're from. Then they feel pride in who they are. Uh, they feel like they have a voice. Um, mm. You know, me sort of realising that Tara is one, one of many towns that, probably get a, hard, a bad rap and a hard knock. And so people from different towns um, get that. And for them to feel good about where they live, I, mm. I think that's got to have an, an effect on them as a person and, and their mental health. You know, if, if that, that helps them feel more positive, don't you think? I was also thinking that just, um, you know, where you come from, it sort of becomes part of your identity, I suppose. Yeah. Do you sort of, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's... I'm getting so much, um, I'm sorry, I go off on a tangent here, but I'm getting so much um, flack about my mullet at the moment. And, I, and, it, and this mullet... <laughs> well, just hold that thought because we're going to talk about that in a minute. Okay, but, but well, okay, well, it had a link to identity, so I can hold off on that. Do you want me to wait? Okay, I'll leave the mullet <laughs> if you want. But well, I will just touch <laughs> on it quickly because my, my mullet is my tattoo to say, um, I've got a, I had a song out earlier in the year, it was called um, From a Small Town and Damn Proud, and I've got caps that say that. And this mullet basically says, this is who I am, and this is a tattoo of me being a Tara boy and a proud Tara boy, and it's so important to, to feel that way, and it's so important as a, to have a connection. You know, we talk about um, how massive it is for Indigenous culture. In Indigenous culture, people, what it does for the human spirit and mental health for Indigenous people to have a connection to country, I think it can do just as much for non-Indigenous Australians, especially from rural towns, from small towns, that connection to where they were brought up is massive. Yeah. So my query was to say that I know both Toowoomba and Tara do have barbers and hairdressers, so I was going to explore why why the the brag point about the hairstyle and and what that says about you. Do you know the really funny thing is uh, my wife uh, is a hairdresser a couple of days a week. Well, she's always been a hairdresser, but she only does it a couple of days a week. (laughs) Does she wake up every morning and go, I love it, babe? Um, (laughs) I don't know if she loves it. But, but um, look, all I can say is that at least I don't perm it. Um, I'll draw the line there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I've seen some permed mullets. You know, unless, unless you sing Lionel Richie covers, you know, I, I really don't see the point of that. Yeah. <laughs> and we won't ask about dye either because this is a podcast, so it's audio only. So people can't even see your hair unless they go onto YouTube. Oh, if but, it was, um... Yeah, if it was a visual a podcast or visual, I'd, I'd give it a good shake for everyone right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, going back to sort of the reason why we actually started doing some podcasts, um, it's because we wanted to really po- focus on positive rural health stories. So what's your best yarn about a person you've come across who's a, a true spark in building hope in others? Now, you've, you've already mentioned um, Sandy. Spark in building hope. I run into sparks. I run into sparks everywhere. I, I, I feel like um, I'm probably not going to turn that around and feel, well, 
it's the kids for me. I, I, it's the kids I run into and the resilience that that they they they're the spark that that I feel like. And and um, I don't know if this is the answer to the question, but I feel like um, there's certain stories and, and certain kids I've come across that um, just their story and their their spirit and and what they've been through and and then who they are and and the resilience they show is. Um, it, that's that's a massive spark for me. Not necessarily like a, a community leader, or was that more what you were thinking, a community leader? Or? Oh, not necessarily. But I am interested when you're talking about resilience. I mean, what 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 are the characteristics of a of a young person that's got resilience? Okay, well, on a very, really sort of um, sort of smaller level, um, just just you know, we'll, I come in sometimes, and it's a very short project. And I've got three days sometimes on a smaller project. I've got three days to write a song with the kids. And then I, at the end of that first day, generally I get them to stand up. And these are kids that don't do music often. There's very little music out west, which is another issue altogether. Um, and then I ask them to stand up. And for those who think they've got a voice or, or want to show me their voice, um, they, they have a sing on their own for me, which they're often I have kids cry. I know it sounds terrible. I sound like the Simon Cowell of, you know, um, regional <laughs> Australia, but they, they burst into tears and then they, they're better and someone's shaking, shaking while they're singing. And, and then the next day I put microphones in front of them. Some of the kids get headphones and do a solo part. And then, then we stick a big video camera in their face all over three days. And um, for kids to actually get through to the end of that and, and go from shaking or crying, and some of these kids who sh- were shaking and crying end up sometimes doing a solo um, with headphones on and then singing it, looking into a camera and selling it the, to their town, to the world. That's that's resilience right there, I reckon. Um, so that's... That, oh, yeah. yeah. Amazing, amazing courage and... It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And then, But then there's there's a little story about a little girl um, and I've never done up a trophy before, but I, gave her this, I made this trophy for her that said, you know, um, number one small town culture fan. Um, and because I ran into her in this little school out west and she started talking to me in the, in the break, in the first break of the day, um, and started telling me all her favourite videos. And I started saying, oh, well, do you know this one? And she'd sing me the chorus. And I could name any video. There was like, at this point, there were like over, still over 200 videos. And she, she, it's like she knew all of them. And she had, I'd been to one school where she missed out on being in a video because she was at another school. And then I came to that school she was at and she'd left there and been to another school and all she'd wanted to do since she was five was be in a video, a small town culture video. And she was 10 years old and she was in this one. Um, I heard a voice and it was fantastic. She got it. She did a solo in the video and she told me it was a dream come true. And, and um, after we finished filming and recording that particular day, she said it was the best day of her life. And, you know, and uh, I think she gave me a little hug and she went off and, and then, and then uh, the principal with tears and eyes come up and said, that was wonderful. Um, her father passed away two weeks ago. Oh, and, oh dear! And because when the mum picked her up, the mum was like, "Thank you as well," and had tears in her eyes. And and so I was obviously, you know, it wasn't a strange father; it was a father who was very present by the sounds of it. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know the circumstances around that. Um, and to think that this girl has got up to do this, and and uh, amidst that's, all that, I mean, this. That's that's resilience. That's resilience. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So young, young or old, whether you're on red dirt, black soil, um, what 
other qualities do you think uh, really shine out to you in terms of um, the characteristics of rural, remote Australians, country people? Well, I'll go back to sense of humour again. I, I, <laughs> and, you know, if there's, if there's a few things that I think are massive for mental health, if, if I go back to the mental health link, um, music's number one. I'm a bit biased there because that's what I do and I think music's yeah. huge. I think I think dancing is massive as well. Um, <laughs> Alone these are things in your that living have been room. these have been taken away from us uh, that were taken away from rural people unnecessarily. But I'm not going to get on the political bandwagon with that. Um, people do dance in the rain, though, don't they? They do the dance in the rain, yeah. but it is fun to dance at a function and in a crowd of people as well. Um, but uh, but the other thing, you know, is is a sense of humour. How massive yeah. that is, and. And you know, I've never felt like, in 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 general and in spirit, that a, a, a regional person or a country person's sense of humour has any maliciousness in it. But yes, it is very politically incorrect. But um, but uh, that the intentions are good, and I think if anyone, most country people meet, they will give anyone a go and give and and be happy to meet anybody and anyone. Um, and sometimes people. Uh, you know, uh, sorry if I've gone off another tangent here, but but I don't. I, I fear that you know things like sense of humour might get taken away, and that and it's just and it and when it's good natured, um, for the sake of political correctness, I, I really think um, that's a worry as well. You know, yeah. to go with music and all those things. Like, yeah. So, mm. if you were going to think about um, hope for rural Australia, you know, what does that look like? In, into the future, tourists tourists heading out to the west and and embracing the, the play, these places. I know that a lot of towns try work really hard um, because I know that they they realise tourists can be a bit of a lifeline. And if there's a positive to come out of COVID, um, that there's there's a massive increase in caravan caravan sales and not not just grey nomads, young families heading out. I think that's the future. Is that the, um, the connection between city and country, um, and that's a real passion for me, um, because I've I just spent um, some time last week at uh, uh, working at six schools in the Moreton Bay regional city schools. Um, who a lot of these kids have never know, know nothing about regional Australia. I reckon building that connection is a massive thing because if that um, if that connection is built and and more people want to go out and embrace that lifestyle, either to live there or just visit. I think it's going to, part of the key to keeping these places alive and, and, and going. Uh, yeah, you know, and I know that obviously um, we need the basics, you know, we need obviously medical um, medical services and, and, and education services out there, but I think that will come with, with money and population. And yeah. yeah, I must say you were just reminding me of my childhood growing up. I was a city girl, but yeah. my mother used to take us caravanning yep. in the holidays it was often the May school holidays or something. We'd go in the caravan, but we went all around New South Wales, South Australia, and and it really gave me a love for rural. And that's I've ended up living rurally for and married, married life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, married a farmer. And now look at where you are. You're a champion of of you know uh, rural, you know, a rural, rural Australia, you know, in this organisation. Yeah. So, there yeah, absolutely it starts with children, isn't it? And that'll leave a huge impression if more families. Because I guess if grey nomads are going out there, they're already sold. You know, they've been planning it yeah. for years. But if, if we can get kids out there, 
So um, if I can mention a little project we're doing, this, which is just going to be magnificent. Um, I've done a bit of work with Mount Cravat State School in Brisbane, and uh, we're taking um, a group of kids from Mount Cravat State School out to the miles back to the Bush Festival um, in September. So these kids are going to travel out. They're going to do a camp out. It's all going to be organised through the schools. They're going to have a camp out. They're going to um, visit some properties. They're going to buddy up with a country kid. They're going to perform. There's a big concert where I'm performing with like 12 schools in the whole region, country kids. These kids are going to perform yep. a song in front of all these other country kids and hear them. Join all the kids on stage, um, watch dog jumping, sheep shearing and all these things and then catch a train home from out the bush. So, and we're going to document that. Um, and I'm just so excited to see how that goes and, and ask the kids, you know, what they think at Mount Gravatt, what they think before and then after, but also interview the country kids because, you know, they'll have their own perceptions of kids from the, the city as well. So that's pretty exciting. That's fantastic. Well, look, thank you so much. And thank you for, for sharing your story and giving us Build Em Up. Um, we love your song. We love um, the connections and hopefully highlighting lovely, upbeat rural health stories. Um, thank you. And thank you for being a musical spark. Um, oh, my pleasure. Because you really are across Australia, for young Australians especially, uh, and we really appreciate it. So it's been delightful to have a chat with you today. Oh, my, my pleasure. Thanks for having me and thanks for getting the ball rolling with Build Em Up and message out to all the kids out there, don't perm your mullet, please. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks Josh. Josh. Bye. Bye. I think it's time to come together and be the spark. Let's be the spark and build them up from the ground up. Don't lose heart and don't lose touch. Build them up in the fight gotta keep the hope in the country alive and thanks for your support in talking up rural health across Australia if you like hearing upbeat community driven health stories get your monthly build em up podcast by heading to ruralhealth.org.au forward slash build em up I've watched hearts break, seen tears form channels in the dust.